We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds. Got a lot to talk about. Obviously, myself and other Georgia fans are still ecstatic about Dylan Raiola's commitment Monday. But we're going to talk about the Raiola effect today and what that means for uh, Georgia football. Uh, Got a lot of stuff talking about. Could 2024 class, could this 2024 recruit class be the highest ranked class ever. Listen, landing Dylan Raiola is an excellent start to uh, get on that right track right there, and we'll talk more about that. Also, scavenger hunt this weekend. Going to talk about the list and what that means as well. Uh, Listen, it's going to be continually growing, I'm sure, as we lead up into Friday. Uh, A lot more. Going to go ahead and get started with it, though. Uh, First, though, Patheos Coffee, folks. Show is brought to you by Patheos. DGDpodcast.com forward slash Apotheos. Go check out their selection. Use our link and 20% of every bag of coffee that you buy. And they also have K-Cups, might I add. 20% of every one that you order will go to the Classic City Collective. That Obviously, the Classic City Collective is the NIL official for Georgia uh, athletics. Look, because Apotheos is the official coffee and cold brew partner of the Classic City Collective. So go check them out. You can learn more about them. You can shop their selection on our website. That's dgdpodcast.com forward slash Apotheos. Check them out. Excellent coffee. I promise you'll love it. You will not be disappointed. Uh, welcome into the brigade, the Rayola Effect. Go dogs. DGD Pad in the building. Absolutely. Listen, I think the Rayola Effect is a lot bigger than than most people really think, um, you know, everybody looks at a, a, a you know top tier quarterback and what comes with that. But I think this is a little bit different, and I'll tell you why. Well, first off, we'll start with this piece right here. First off, it impacts how you go about recruiting the quarterback position because not only do you have Dylan Raiola, you also have Puglisi, uh, Ryan Puglisi in the fold. So that's two quarterbacks in the cycle. Obviously, I don't want to sit there and, you know, 
make you feel dumb down or anything like that. But I'm just saying. Um, yeah, and one of the things I thought was very interesting to hear from Ryan Puglisi, uh, Dogs HQ says, um, when they asked him about uh, Raiola commitment, nothing changes. I, th- I think that's that's some key words that Georgia fans need to take note of. Um, the reason why I say that is because I guarantee you there will be tons of programs reaching out to try to get him to flip his commitment from Georgia to their program. Just just think that's what's going to happen. Um, but Georgia needed two quarterbacks in this cycle. Um, I think that's the case. But outside of this class, what does that mean? So 2025, and I think Brooks Austin did an excellent job explaining this uh, last night on his show. Uh, so I'm going to have to shout him out for this because it was perfect. It made perfect sense. So two, two quarterbacks in the 24 cycle, that means 2025, you don't look at a quarterback, in my opinion. I don't think you take a quarterback in the 25 cycle, which leads you to 2026. And there's a kid from Carrollton, Georgia, Juju Lewis. Uh, kid is insanely good. And that was, I mean, that's just as a freshman uh, going into a sophomore. Listen, Georgia's going to put their chips in on Juju Lewis. I, I'm very confident in that. So, like I said, it alters your it alters your stance on recruiting the quarterback uh, situation, right? Um, definitely think that right now that you look at 2025. I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure there's going to be some good quarterbacks in the 25 cycle. I'm not going to say that there won't, but Georgia just doesn't, for the most part, just won't need to go hard on a on a quarterback in the 25 cycle, and that's completely fine. Completely fine now that you've got Dylan Raiola and Ryan Puglisi. Uh, as Toxic Twinkie says, I'm excited to see who else comes now that we've got Dylan in the fold. Yeah, I, I think you look at it, right? I think I talked about this briefly Monday. Uh, the news of his commitment just basically started right before our show. So obviously we talked about that. But what does that mean? So you look at – you look at um, you know, a lot of kids look at these elite quarterbacks and want to come play with them. That is more than likely going to be the case for Georgia. And could you see elite receivers come to Georgia when Georgia's not used to having that kind of situation? Definitely possible. Completely possible. Uh, I, I think everyone, I think everyone is looking at Jeremiah Smith, the uh, the current Ohio State commit. I'm not. I'm not going on record to say that Georgia flips him. But if if any team does, I think Georgia is that uh, team to do it at this point. You know, when when Dylan committed, you know, Jeremiah Smith was looking at Georgia, but not like that. Right. Dylan, Dylan commits. It changes things. It completely changes things. And I think and you'll see here, excuse me. Uh, we'll talk about the – since we're talking about Jeremiah Smith, I think it's a perfect time to talk about the scavenger hunt and the list uh, that's coming on. So if I'll, I'll pull up a graphic for those. Uh, this is a current list as of this morning. Right, things can change. So whenever you're watching this leading up to this weekend, things can change. Uh, but Jeremiah Smith is an official visit set up uh, this weekend on top of four-star offensive lineman Casey Poe, uh, Cameron McHale, which is a four-star athlete, Marcus Harrison, and Colton Heinrich. Uh, those are your list of uh, official visits this weekend. Um, and again, like I said, I said this Wednesday, and I think we'll see this stay true. Dylan's commitment Monday changed the whole dynamic 
of the scavenger hunt this weekend. Um, I'm curious to see just how big this list grows. Uh, maybe not official visit, but unofficial visits. So what you know, what we're seeing unofficial visit wise is you're looking at. I think Dylan Rayola comes out uh, if if Jeremiah Smith is coming out to Athens on an official visit. Why not bring his arguably one of his best friends in this class there to spend time with him? Fly out, come to Athens and spend time and recruit him to Georgia. Right? If you can do that, that that's going to be huge. But also look at the list too. KJ Bolden out of Buford uh, is taking an unofficial visit here. Jalen Riddell, the tight end. I think Georgia has in a good spot to land him. Uh, and listen, uh, when I get done with this list, I'll kind of give you my fill on this. But Justin Williams, a linebacker. Joseph Jonah, a Jonier, say that five times fast, D-lineman. Uh, another defensive lineman, LJ McCray. Edge rushers, Joseph Phillips, Dominic Nichols. Uh, you even got a 2025 Ryan Williams receiver from Alabama. Uh, you got a, cur a couple current commits, DeMello Jones, the safety. Uh, Sokovi White is another uh, current commit. Dwight Phillips. Um, Quintavious Johnson, Ed Rusher, Jared Smith, Justin Baker, and Zion Grady are some of the some of the names right there. Like I said, currently uh, expected to attend this weekend. And it wouldn't surprise me that the Riola effect triggers a couple of commitments from some people. And I'm not going to say who, but I do think that this weekend you could, maybe not publicly, but I think there's a chance you got some guys committed. But they also might make it official, so you never know. But this is the Riola effect for Georgia. You have the, you know, Kirby. We have, we've I've been on record saying that Kirby is a hundred percent a momentum recruiter. You look at the commitment on top of what's coming up this weekend. Why not sit there and pop another kid or two, right? Pop another kid. You sit there if if you're if you're into the crystal ball situation. You looked at Jaden uh, Jaden Riddell getting a crystal ball as soon as uh, Landon Thomas flipped uh, to Florida State. Uh, you saw Cameron McKell getting some crystal balls, Ryan Wingo getting some crystal balls there. Not saying that these guys are going to commit. I'm not trying to do that. You won't catch me doing that. But there is that chance that you could see the Riola effect, if you will, take on another commitment or two, few, who knows, whether it be publicly or silently. I think you're going to see that, especially with the, the crop of kids that want to come in and play with Raiola and Puglisi. Um, I definitely think that you're going to see kids claiming their spot in this class. And I think I think you look at Georgia, the way Georgia recruits, that's no you're going to see an influx of folks silently, you know, maybe silently commit. Right. Say, hey, I want my spot commit. I want to hold off on kind of announcing it, but I want I want a spot. I want to come run it at Georgia or Make it make it official while you want a scavenger hunt. There you go, right? So, the the Riola effect tends to do, uh, tends to do that, which kind of leads me into another uh, effect of it. Right? You talk about the twenty twenty four cycle, uh, and like I said at, at the beginning of the show, I think you could see this class be the highest ranked class ever. Right? I think currently you're looking at A and M's class. Uh, being the highest strength ever, right, if you will. But I think this can pass that. Um, you know, I'm not going to make predictions as to who falls in this class, but Dylan Raiola's commitment solidified it. I wouldn't say solidified. It might be too much, but it definitely pushed 
the momentum in this theory that Georgia does get this highest class, it pushes it that far. It push, it gives it a nice little push. Um, now Georgia has to finish out, and we know how Georgia is. Georgia is a closing program when it comes to recruiting. It comes to recruiting, Georgia always closes strong. It's always going to be that way. You know, but you start to look at it, right? You start to think, all right, there could be some receivers pop. Does does Ryan Wingo come in? Does Jeremiah uh, I mean, yeah, does Jeremiah Smith flip? Right? If that happens, there you go. That's a huge deal. And you still got defensive players as well. Um, you know, keeping how that goes. So there's always a good chance that that happens. Um, I mean, Georgia's well on the way, even right now, uh, you know, to get the number one spot. I think what will happen, I'm calling this now, I think Georgia does end up with the number one class. And honestly, with how recruiting can go, and we'll keep up with this as the few weeks come in, because June's going to be a ridiculous week, uh, a month, I should say. Uh, June's going to be a ridiculous month for Georgia recruiting. It's just every weekend is going to have a list of four and five stars taken their visits officially, even unofficially, you might see kids pop in. I'm curious to see how much guys like Dylan Rayola and Puglisi take their, if they, how many unofficial visits they take to try to recruit some of these kids that are on their official visits. Right again, like I said, the Rayola effect, kids, kids kind of, you know, gravitate towards these guys. You know, Dylan Rayola is, a, I think, I would say a generational talent. I, I look at it, he might not have the generational arm that you want to say but his processing, his ability to extend plays, uh, throw from all different launch points, you you know, things like that. It, 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 kids gravitate towards players like that. Um, just go watch his highlight tape, folks. It, it kind of explains what I'm trying to tell you and what I'm trying to get my point across. But, yeah, I, I mean, elite receivers gravitate to guys like that because they know they can get them the ball. I think it's that simple. Um, so, like I said, Georgia has set them up. Uh, Georgia has set themselves up uh, insanely well in the 2024 cycle. Now that you've got the biggest domino falling uh, in Georgia's favor, uh, you start to look at, like I said, that list of uh, names here, and I'll bring it back as well. The unofficial visitors here. When when you look at KJ Bolden or Jalen Riddell, actually, excuse me, Jalen Riddell, I think. Jalen Riddell would absolutely benefit from playing under those two uh, quarterbacks that Georgia has, either Raiola or Puglisi. Jalen Riddell's, ta Riddell's talents will be on full display. Uh, if you've watched his 7-on-7 stuff, you will understand that kid is a freak when it comes to that. Uh, but you also look at potentially, you know, Sokovi White, if he decides to play on the offensive side of the ball, you could see him benefiting from that. But I also want to bring back the concept of defense um, and what that means, you know, when, when getting a quarterback on this mat, on this level, what that means for the defense. Well, it helps them out, right? I mean, like I said, elite players want to play with elite players. So you look at the guys, um, you know, you look at the guys on the defensive side of the ball, you have an elite quarterback that, that makes your life a little bit easier, you know? Uh, so you listen to some of these guys, like some of these takes – uh, some of the comments, uh, reactions, right, from the uh, commits uh, when Dylan Raiola uh, announced his commitment. Like I said, we already talked about Puglisi saying that, you know, nothing changes for him. Uh, I think I think Puglisi is going to come in and try to compete, period. That's just what I think that's just what he's going to do. Um, 
But when you look at defensive guys, I think this is interesting to hear. Uh, Ellis Robinson said that, you know, UGS 24 class is going to be crazy, best class in history, uh, maybe the best in college football history or whatever. Uh, yeah, you look at these guys seeing that right there, that's big momentum uh, for, for Georgia as a program. And I, I think when we look at that, we have to notice what the defensive players are saying too, because they see the momentum and the and the trend that Georgia is headed, where the, the direction that they're heading when it comes to recruiting, you know, because recruiting recruiting can lead to production on the field. In Georgia's case, it does. So when you have the number one overall prospect that also is a quarterback commit to Georgia. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, Jalen Hayward says it feels great. We're really building a solid class. Yeah, they they see this. They see these things. Um, they know what that means, right? We, we talk about we talk about Kirby's um, you know football like way of model football, right? It, it's it's they, it works together, right? So when you have that done right there, um, it, it's just one of those things where. Defense helps the offense. Offense can help the defense, right? Complementary football. And I think at that point, the defensive guys know it. I think it can help attract some other defensive guys as well. I mean, you also have a ridiculous recruiting staff, a coaching staff that goes out and are relentless recruiters, relentless, right? They just are always recruiting. It never stops, it seems like. Right. Kirby's all Kirby's model has been always be recruiting. Right. ABC. Well, that hasn't changed. And he's applying it down through the, the ranks of the, the coaching staff. I mean, Bobo, it's I, I love to see this personally. Bobo hitting the trail as hard as he is willingly doing it. Right. That matters. That matters to me because um, you have an offensive coordinator that wants to go out there and and, and put in the grunt work uh, that, you know, we not knocking Todd Munkin, but Todd Munkin, he didn't have to go out there. He wasn't asked to go out and do that as much as he was to teach the offense, right? Show, sit there, do the X's and O's, show them what the offense was, you know, what it's looking like, teach the offense, go from there. You didn't hear a lot about Todd Munkin on the recruiting trail as much. He, he, <clears throat> excuse me, other guys would go, right? And he said it about Bobo himself, talking about how he was willing to do the grunt work, right? Now you have an offensive coordinator that is willing to go do these things, but also you have that that you also have that consistency. You have that consistency, and I, I see Georgia with now you're looking at Mushamp and Bobo as OC and DC, obviously Glenn Schumann. Um, but you look at those situations, folks, and it's one of these things where Georgia's set, right? If you if you average if you, I mean, think about it. Think if Bobo breaks his record in 2014 from an average points per game standpoint. Say he hits 42, 43, right? And that's something, that's a new level of offensive production and, you know, points per game wise that Georgia hasn't seen yet. Uh, I don't expect him to leave. You might see him take a slight race potentially, but he's not going to, I don't think you see him leave for another head coaching job. I don't think you see uh, Will Muschamp leave for another head coaching job. Right. So you look at all these factors that Georgia's got built in right there, the consistency on what you're seeing offensively is going to trickle down. And I think starting with Riola, right? I think starting with Riola, if, if Riola comes, if Dylan Riola comes into Georgia and does the things that we expect him to do, which is 
you know, fight, you know, contend for championships, win championships, get drafted extremely high. What precedent does that set for future quarterbacks at the elite level, if you will? You look at a Juju Lewis, right? There, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more as the years progress. But again, that sets the precedent that Georgia is now a, pro, a program where you can come in, you can play, you can get developed, you get drafted, and you make tons of money in the NFL from a quarterback perspective. We Recently, we haven't seen that. I mean, some of our best players uh, quarterback-wise, right, you look at Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray went and got drafted but kind of didn't have much of an NFL career. Excellent Georgia career, right, Stetson Bennett. TBD fourth round pick, right? We'll see what he happens in the Rams. Uh, Jake Fromm with the, you know, Jake Fromm even more recent than Aaron Murray, you know, gets drafted fifth round of the Bills. Now he's working on practice squads. Again, excellent college, uh, collegiate careers for what it's worth. But you, you haven't seen that translation from a quarterback perspective to the NFL. If you look at Matt Stafford, I think Matt Stafford's, a, in my opinion, one of the arguable ones uh, in recent memory. Uh, that went and translated and had a damn good career in Detroit. And now he's finally first year with the Rams wins the Super Bowl. Right. Um, you know, Dylan Raiola, the Raiola effect could break a trend of this notion from core, uh, from the quarterback perspective at the university of Georgia. And I think if, if things play out the way that should, that, that will go a long way. Um, to, to breaking these, you know, the false narratives, if you will, or breaking the trends uh, that Georgia set with not having the the transla- transa- uh, the transition from college to NFL. I think that can change. I mean, honestly, that may start with Beck, but I definitely think Raiola will trigger some elite quarterbacks to look that look at Georgia that way. And I think that's going to be huge. Uh, you have to look at it that way. Um, whether that works out, whether it pans out, we'll see. But if things go as planned, I, I definitely think you start looking at Georgia as being a program where elite quarterbacks can come and they can get developed and they can get drafted and they can win championships. And ultimately, that is what matters the most there. Um Going to like we talked about the scavenger hunt. I do want to talk about that a little bit though. Um, just if scavenger hunt itself starts, how do I explain this? It starts, you know, the first weekend of many, right? Starting leading into June. And like I said earlier, June's gonna be ridiculous with recruiting visits and the list there for each weekend are gonna be through the roof. Um, you know, I would expect Georgia to to try to get some, a lot of these guys to close down or shut down their commitment, um, you know, in June, into July, right? I think you see the trickle through into July. Uh, but a lot, I mean, if you've noticed it kind of uh, bucks a trend and follows suit with a lot of guys are now looking to close their stuff before their senior seasons uh, with the intentions of playing early or committing and enrolling early, I should say. So I definitely think that matters. Um, so, you you know, this weekend is the start of one of those weekends, right? I think this is the one of the more not- notable ones where you're going to see Twitter, you're going to see social media just popping off all over the place with, you know, finding Kirby, things like that. We I look forward to it. I, I, lo- I love seeing all the kids popping pictures with uh, with Kirby when they find them. 
it's an awesome way to to learn the learn the campus, uh, get some face time with Kirby himself, uh, and it's a big recruiting weekend. It, it's one of the bigger ones uh, in Georgia uh, in Georgia calendar years. Right? I think you look at that, um, so it's always fun to see that. But I do think, and this is going to be the interesting. Like I said, the scavenger hunt got interesting when Rayola committed. Because now you you could arguably see Jeremiah Smith on an official visit, getting the red carpet treatment, and also being tagged with Dylan Raiola. You're making substantial ground for the potential to flip him from Ohio State to Georgia. Again, I'm not going to go on record to say that Georgia will do it, at least not yet. Um, but I definitely think that you have to look at that situation and say, that does nothing but bode well for Georgia, especially if things go well. And I think they will. Uh, we haven't heard a lot of negative recruiting visits uh, in recent memory in so long as Kirby Smart's been here. You don't really hear a lot of negative things coming off of recruiting visits like that. I, listen, I expect it to be a good recruiting visit for a lot of kids. But in between that, I do want to bring up our second sponsor, Alumni Hall. Located in Athens, 10 minutes away from Sanford Stadium, licensed Nike, Cutter and Buck, Columbia, uh, Yeti products, 47 for your hat wear, your, you know, your headwear and all that stuff. Go check them out. Learn more about Alumni Hall and shop uh, at dgdpodcast.com forward slash Alumni Hall. Follow them on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Alumni Hall UGA. Give them a follow. And if you buy anything in store, in store only, mention the show DGD Podcast and get 10% off your order. So if you go in the store, check them out. Excellent. One of the best places to go for game day, uh, getting all your apparel and your accessories uh, as you get ready to go into Sanford Stadium and, and cheer on those dogs uh, Saturdays in Athens. Now, back to the scavenger hunt and Jeremiah Smith. Jeremiah Smith is the best receiver in this class. Even if, even if there's multiple five stars, I just think that he's the best receiver, and it might not even be close. Just if you watch his tape, you understand what I'm talking about. There's, there's really not a knock on him, at least as it stands now. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that there's not other good receivers because there are. Uh, Georgia, Georgia would gladly take a guy like a Ryan Wingo, gladly take a guy like Mike Matthews if he were to decide to stay in state. You know, you look at these guys, you've already got guys in the recruitment uh, in the cycle already. So when you look at a guy like Jeremiah Smith, getting him could also change the trajectory of the receiving core room and recruiting for that matter if Georgia were able to flip him from Ohio State. If you can do that, I definitely think there comes a time where receivers, and if things go well, I think all this matters depends upon if if things turn well on the field. But we're assuming that they do. If they do, you could arguably see a situation where elite receivers want to come to Georgia and flock to Georgia, right? Uh, DGD Pat says, how big is the visit for the Bama receiver coming to Athens this weekend? I think that's, I think it's 
big. Um, but in my opinion, Pat, I think when you look at this weekend in the list there, you want to make an emphasis on Jeremiah Smith. I think Jeremiah Smith is better and will be better than Ryan Williams. Uh, and that's not a knock on Ryan Williams. I think Jeremiah Smith is just that damn good. He's just that good. Um, <clears throat> Williams is also a 2025 kid. So I know that 2024 to compare to 2025. I'm just saying as it stands right now, and I think even as their careers progress, Jeremiah Smith is just a better prospect. Um, we'll see. I mean, listen, three, four years from now, five years from now, <laughs> I might be wrong. We might be coming back to look on this. Somebody clipped this from five years ago. Like, hey, moron, this is what happened. But as it stands right now, I just feel that that uh, Jeremiah Smith is a, is, is a bigger get if Georgia could do it. Uh, I feel like you got to spend more energy uh, to do that because of the fact that uh, Brian Hartline right, and Ohio State with their knack for, you know, developing receivers and getting receivers drafted, it is the place for – uh, elite receivers. So if you were able to do that, that that's going to speak a lot more volumes, but that also means that it requires a ton more energy uh, and expended resources, if you will, to try to make that happen. I'm not saying it's going to be hard to pull him from Bama uh, or easy to be pulling from Bama, excuse me, but Jeremiah Smith is just that guy. <laughs> like he's just that good. Um, just my thought there. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, no, I think, I mean, and Pat says I agree with Smith 100%. Yeah, I mean, dude, like the fact that he's as big as he is, fast as he is, like, it's it's rare that you see those guys be that great at what they do. So if you're, if, like I said, getting Dylan Rayola uh, drastically upgraded your chances to get him. Uh, let's see if I can find the, the quote that uh, Jeremiah Smith had. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, oh, yeah. So here's what here's what Jeremiah Smith said. If I didn't say it, I'm going to repeat it again. Um, but getting uh, but Georgia getting Dylan means a lot to me and my interest in them. Uh, I have to really give Georgia a look now that they have Dylan. That just shows you how important that was for Georgia landing Riola. Again, the Riola effect, folks, is the, it's a theme for the show today. And I think you see it as the theme for the Georgia program in the 24th cycle. And it may even last longer than that. Uh, it could have some lasting impact uh, on the Georgia program. But enough of that, um, got a lot, you know, probably Monday we're gonna look at the recap, of the, you know, see how the visits went for folks. Uh, see if there's any news on the recruiting front. Um, you know, like I said, it's expected to be a busy, busy weekend, uh, but we're gonna wrap things up for today. That's all we've got. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, if you like the video, like, subscribe it. Uh, if you listen to us on podcast, make sure to follow us, give us a like, leave a review. That it matters. It helps. It helps the podcast a, a ton. Uh, but with that being said, I uh, hope everyone has a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll be back here Monday and go dogs. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.